0: Taiwan reported some 28,000 local cases and 91 COVID-related deaths on Monday, marking a new low for June.
1: Also on Monday, the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices approved the Moderna vaccine for children aged 6 months to 4 years old. Let's hear from the CECC.
2: Since we still have community spread of COVID-19, We recommend that children aged 6 months to 4 years receive the Moderna vaccine to reduce the risk of severe illness and death after infection. Their first two doses should be administered at an interval of 4 to 8 weeks. Children aged 5 to 11 who are immunocompromised but are in stable condition should receive an additional dose and their second dose at an interval of 28 days. We also recommend that children who are fully vaccinated with the first two doses receive a booster dose after five months. In
1: addition, the ACIP approved a second booster shot for some essential workers, including airline crew and people whose work exposes them to individuals in quarantine. The committee also approved the Novavax vaccine for use in primary series and booster dose vaccination among adults age 18 and older. It said that the Novavax vaccine can be mixed and matched with other approved brands high-profile Novotel Airport Hotel has ended its tenure as a quarantine facility.
0: The hotel fell into limelight last May when COVID broke out among its guests and staff. On Monday, the hotel said it will close and then reopen at the end of the month for general operations.
3: Last May, COVID broke out at the Novotel Airport Hotel in an episode that made national headlines. This month, amid an easing epidemic, Taiwan lifted its quarantine requirement for flight crew. Waving in a row, hotel staff send off one final quarantining pilot, After 388 days, Novotel is ending its tenure as a quarantine facility. It will reopen at the end of the month as a general hotel for
2: tourists. Regarding hotel sanitation, after we send off the last crew member, we will close the facility for seven days. After this period, we will carry out a large-scale cleaning and disinfection operation. As for our room occupancy rate, so far, 200 rooms have been booked. Even with viral spread slowing, Novotel has planned a thorough disinfection.
3: And with quarantine rules still in effect for airline passengers, there's still a sizable, if shrinking, market for quarantine hotels. This quarantine kit contains supplies like a thermometer and tableware. At the Fort Hotel in Taipei City, room bookings have fallen since
2: quarantine rules were loosened. When the epidemic was more serious, people returning to Taiwan had to quarantine for a longer period of time. Our occupancy rate was nearly 80 percent during that period. Right now, we get some 100 people per week. Once the epidemic ebbs to its lowest point, we're happy to transition back to general hotel operations. So far, though, we haven't been notified of any plans. The
3: summer travel season is coming up, but not all hotels think they can cash in. Amid weak demand in domestic tourism, they hope the government will open borders soon to international tourists.
0: Taiwan reported its first case of monkeypox last week, days after the virus emerged in East Asia. People are advised to be aware of monkeypox symptoms so that they know when to seek medical care.
1: According to one doctor from Far Eastern Memorial Hospital, the monkeypox rash first develops in the oral cavity followed by the face before eventually covering the whole body. Another warning sign is abnormal rashes accompanied by swollen lymph nodes.
3: In Taiwan's first case of monkeypox, a rash is clearly visible on the patient's thighs. In a Facebook post, Dr. Ling Hanwei writes that monkeypox rash first appears in the mouth, followed by the face, hands and feet, and finally, the whole body. People should be mindful of any abnormal rashes or lesions in or around the mouth accompanied by swollen lymph nodes, says Lin.
2: Monkeypox tends to develop on the face and palms. As for why it starts in the oral cavity, it may be related to the way it is transmitted, which is usually through the mucous membranes. There are also reports of ulcerating rashes on the genitals. The genital area also has mucous membranes, so the virus can enter the body there as well. Monkeypox has three major routes of transmission.
3: These are unsafe sex, contact with infected patients, and travel to areas with a high infection rate. With travel bans lifting, those planning to travel to Europe should be mindful of monkeypox. Currently, the disease is most prevalent in Western
2: European
1: countries.
2: Some people who traveled to affected areas did not develop monkeypox until after they returned home. In a case report from the UK, it was found that after a patient's rash scabbed over, the virus was still detected in his mouth and nasopharynx through PCR. It's presumed that monkeypox can still spread even after the rash scabs over.
3: Researchers believe that monkeypox may still be contagious even after the rash scabs over. Toxicologist Zhao Mingwei advises the public to wear masks, wash their hands, avoid wearing outdoor shoes indoors, and avoid excessive physical contact to prevent the virus from multiplying. Instead of waiting for drugs and vaccines, the public should start with practicing good hygiene habits to truly eliminate contact diseases like monkeypox, says
1: Zhao. Since China suddenly banned the import of Taiwanese grouper, Fish farmers have been in a quandary, but the local community of Tainan is rallying to support their fish industry.
0: A top strategy is drumming up demand for the grouper at home. And what better way than to launch a trendy new recipe for the lean white fish? That's where the grouper dumpling comes in.
3: Dozens of dumplings simmer in the pot. They're almost twice as big as normal dumplings, but what's really special is the filling. This white meat is giant grouper.
2: I think it's quite fresh and full of filling. I'll be full after just a few of these.
3: Grouper is sliced into many long strips, then packed together with the traditional pork filling made earlier. One of these weighs 30 grams, a new heavyweight in the world of dumplings. I'm used to making these big dumplings. They have more flavor and more juice inside. Here in Tainan, Shago Tourism and Leisure Association has applied to the labor ministry for an employment diversity plan. They're making Jiangjun Fishing Harbor's retail center into a kitchen and giving work to local mothers. Recently, Beijing banned Taiwanese grouper, which catalyzed this idea for grouper dumplings. No one expected it would be such a winner.
2: After the launch, we got a lot of feedback. Like, wow, the phone is ringing constantly with orders. There are lots of people raising grouper in Chigu, Jiangjun, and here in Beiman. We're working with them and helping even more fish farmers, and we will get through this challenge. As fish farmers readapt to a new economic reality,
3: the local community is rallying around to support them. They've even established the recipe for giant grouper dumplings. It's easy to follow, and anyone can try it for
0: themselves at home. A tea grower in Lugu Township, Nanto, has started a charity project to help impoverished children. Ling Wei Xing's family is famous for its oolong tea. They began raising funds for scholarships for local school kids, and before long, many others were getting involved.
1: Now, a large number of kids in tough circumstances are all receiving regular support from their neighbors. We took a trip to Nanto to find out more.
3: Lin Weixing is a fourth-generation tea grower. The Dongding Oolong grown by him and his father has won many accolades. But as success came knocking for the family, they never forgot how tough life is for many in their community. Last year, Lin set up a stall outside his front door to sell freshly cooked sweet corn for charity.
4: Firstly, it's tough for some of the farmers who grow sweet corn. Secondly, I find it kind of relaxing to cook the corn.
3: The family donate all their labor for free and just use money raised to pay for the corn and other ingredients. The rest of their profits all go to scholarships for underprivileged children in Lugu and Jushan townships.
4: I know lots of children in poverty because I've met lots, and it's very hard for lots of single moms and single dads, so that's why I'm doing this. I came to get some corn. It's special. It turns out it's for charity. I think everyone should come and buy some if they have a chance.
3: Lin's good deeds have inspired others to join in. He's convinced many neighbors and small businesses to sponsor local children, contributing 3,000 NT a school semester toward their expenses. Lin is convinced there's no need to wait to be kind. Seemingly small gestures can be enough to change a child's life and make the world a better place.
4: His normal salary is only so much, but still, he's willing to donate his time and his energy, as well as the power of his connections, to do this charitable project. It's very touching for us to see as educators.
3: The local school principal says Lin's project has initiated a cycle of generosity, giving many kids a chance to grow up in a loving atmosphere. When they're older, they'll know the world is a caring place, and if they can, they'll want to give back in return.
1: Power prices are going up. At its twice-a-year review meeting, the economics ministry finalized a sharp rate hike for large industrial users and heavy residential consumers. Large industrial users will pay 15% more for high-voltage and ultra-high-voltage electricity.
0: Homes that use large amounts of power will pay 9% more. The price increases will take effect on July 1st. The ministry emphasized that rates will stay for the same for roughly 97 percent of residential consumers. There will also be no price increase for small businesses, low-voltage electricity users, schools at the high school level or below, and six types of industries that use high-voltage electricity, including agriculture and fishery, restaurants, cinemas, and gyms. Taiwan is making push in geothermal energy. On Monday, the Ministry of Economic Affairs launched a one-stop service window for geothermal energy investors.
1: It also gave a preview of new policies and incentives designed to speed up development.
2: Geothermal energy is an important new power source for the future development of renewable energy. We provide a relatively high feed-in tariff for geothermal projects that are under development or have already been developed. However, geothermal energy is comparatively difficult to utilize because of the technology needed, capital investment, and, most importantly, the regulations involved.
1: The Ministry said it would amend the Renewable Energy Development Act to simplify rules on geothermal energy development. It would also offer new purchase agreements and other incentives to encourage local governments to invest. Currently, there are already 24 geothermal projects underway at nine sites across the country. Turning now to Geelong City, where a five-way race for mayor is shaping up. The main contenders are the KMT's George Hie and the DPP's Tai Ying, who are neck and neck in the latest polling.
0: Two other mayoral hopefuls are small-party candidate Chen Zhong and local political heavyweight Franco Huang, who's formerly of the KMT. In the coming few months, a fifth candidate is expected to enter the mix, bringing more uncertainty to a closely contested race.
3: Jilong mayoral candidate Tsai Shiying, who's representing the DPP, cooks up a storm at a charity event. He rolls up his sleeves to assemble free meals. On Monday, Tsai stopped by a Jilong temple to serve more than a hundred older adults who live on their own.
2: Today, my job was to help with sorting, washing, and stir-frying. Then we packed the food into lunch boxes and gave them to people in need.
3: Tsai is campaigning in Jilong with an eye on extending the DPP's hold on the city. He's up against the KMT's George Xie, a former legislator with considerable local influence. The contest is set to be tight. In a poll by Shixing University, Xie had 27.8 percent of the vote, while Tsai had 25.2 percent. The poll showed Chia
2: slightly ahead, but within the margin of error. We saw that supporters of Mayor Lin Chang did not transfer their support, and that's to be expected. Why? Because Keelung is still slightly more blue than green. In the four-in-one referendums, the blue camp won on all four issues in Keelung by 16,000 votes.
3: Chia was confident in his chances in the election, but all signs are pointing to a highly volatile race. Besides Tai and Xie, there's independent candidate Franco Huang, who had led the KMT's Jilung chapter but quit the party more than a year ago. There's also Cheng Weizhong, who was nominated by the New Power Party. In addition, Taiwan People's Party legislator Chiu Chen Yuan has been tipped to run for mayor. In the coming few months, Jilung could become a five-way race.
0: Private universities say they're struggling for survival amid Taiwan's plummeting birth rate. This year, an all-time low of 29,000 students took the college entrance exam.
1: A professor's union says that at this rate of population decline, some 40 private schools will be forced to close within the next five years, putting 1,700 educators out of work.
3: Amid the low national birth rate, Fewer students are applying to college, yet enrollment quotas are going up. In 2019, enrollment quotas rose by 8.5 percent. That figure jumped 10 percentage points to 18.4 percent in 2022. This year, a record low of 29,000 students took the college entrance exam. Yet there were more than 35,000 spots in enrollment quotas across the country, far more than the actual demand. This mismatch has been described as the great student shortage.
2: Under current government policies, the hope seems to be that half of all students enroll at public universities. That's the vague direction we've been seeing. By 2026, there will only be 160,000 students, or about 158,000 students. Today, public universities are already recruiting some 80,000 students. Likewise, in 2026, public universities will have at least half of all students.
0: Today,
3: most students choose public schools over private, but even public universities are struggling to recruit. Vacancies are high at Zhongxing, Sun Yat-sen and Zhongzheng Universities, as well as at National Taiwan University and Tsinghua University. Private schools have it even worse. According to education ministry estimates, the high school population will bottom out by the year 2026. A teachers' union says that within five years, one in three private schools will be forced to close. That means 40 schools will shut down, putting 1,700 educators out of work.
2: If the market continues to favor public schools over private, then by the 2029 academic year, private colleges will only be able to recruit 595,000 students. Going by a student-teacher ratio of 1 to 21.88, some 6,000 and educators will lose their jobs within eight years, so what the government should do is adjust the enrollment quotas and consider allowing public schools to lower recruitment. At the very least, resource allocation must be fair. We're not necessarily asking for government subsidies, but with regard to tuition and fee adjustments, we're looking for a reasonable response. They say that the same rules apply to both public and private universities, but we feel like we're competing with one hand tied behind our back.
3: In an uphill fight for students, private schools are seeking help from the government to cushion the impact of a plummeting birth rate.
1: Officials are celebrating the success of an ocean cleanup project in the waters of San Sanxientai Nature Reserve lies underneath a large bridge and was once synonymous with ocean pollution.
0: But after 20 years of ecosystem restoration, Sanxientai is getting cleaner every day. Many new species have moved into the area, and the coral reef is thriving. We followed a group of divers underneath the waves to get a first-hand look.
3: Down here, 30 meters below the ocean surface, we find an enormous bed of pink scallops. These handsome creatures are also known as ocean dreamcatchers. They give the ocean floor a stunning splash of pink as they sway with the ocean currents. Look closely, and you can spot pygmy seahorses hidden among the scallops. The world's smallest seahorses are no more than 2 cm long and only live in clean waters. Taidong Sanchen Tai Nature Reserve is famously located underneath a massive bridge, but is home to a magnificent and rich ecosystem.
4: The ecology is very rich. At 30 meters, there's a lot of this coral, which is the landowner for the seahorses. There are pygmy seahorses on almost every patch. The first time I came diving on Taiwan's east coast, it was much more beautiful under the water than I had imagined. There's such a richness of soft and hard corals, loads of species of fish, and it's a much nicer temperature than we imagine.
3: A dozen diving volunteers kit up in full gear and go down to the ocean floor to pick up litter. They cut off fishing nets that have wrapped themselves around the coral reef. Twenty-odd years ago, these waters went through sand erosion and a pileup of pollution. The East Coast Administration has been gradually clearing the area up for many years. With the help of many volunteers from the general public, the water quality has gradually been restored.
4: The water quality has improved a lot. It's quite clear now. Local residents have been cleaning it up regularly, so there's not much litter to be found anymore. Certain species that like cleaner waters that used to be only in Kanding or Green Island are living here now. We started doing ocean surveys in 2016 and continued ever since. We hope the ocean cleanup working holidays will help more people know that we have such a successful, excellent ocean ecosystem in Xiantai.
3: Taidong's rich ocean life is gradually returning over many years' consistent work. Experts have found more than 250 distinct species here. Officials hope the area will become a diving hotspot in the future.
0: On a scorching hot day like today, a nice cool drink might be on your mind. For drink shops, launching a fresh summer flavor can mean the difference between boom and bust.
1: We took a trip to a store in Taizong with some really unusual items on the menu. Let's see if their surprising combos go down as a treat or leave customers feeling tricked.
3: Mango is the queen of fruit at this time of year. Golden mangoes are blended with ice and then, surprise, milk tea. The groundbreaking combo is raising eyebrows in Taijong. The name
2: sounds so weird. I've never heard of this combination before. I love mango, but it's kind of weird to put it with milk tea. Sweet and tart mango with a
3: thick milky tea might sound counterintuitive, but plenty of folks say it works.
2: Milk tea is good, and mango is good, so together... They're good. Personally, I think that milk tea goes with any type of fruit, with anything. It's a limited edition drink. We expect it will boost profits by at least 20 percent. Competition is stiff in the iced drinks industry. Constant
3: newness is the name of the game. This drink is based on blended taro with backup from tapioca, taro balls, sweet potato balls, chunks of pudding, and even watermelon. A clash of taro and watermelon is a mind-bending idea. But is it a hit?
4: Wow,
2: it's bizarre. I don't think this works. The clean, fresh sweetness of watermelon can cut through the thickness of taro that some people find a bit claggy. We're doing something a bit different to stand out from the crowd. The pandemic is holding Taiwan's economy back, but
3: June is always big business for drinks. Get ready for all the most unusual flavors to come out of the woodwork.